short ones. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service. Good to see everybody out today. Uh, next Sunday we'll be uh, uh, honoring the mothers, so uh, we hope to uh, get all the mothers out and uh, pay the respect that they're due and honor them on their day. Uh, tonight is uh, 
Sammy said, we'll have the church tonight at 7 o'clock, and Eddie said he'll be here to for a two-hour sing-a-thon. And seriously, uh, do come out and enjoy uh, having Eddie here with us while he's here to, able to play and to play for us. And then, of course, Wednesday night we'll have our Bible study at uh, 7 o'clock, and we'll be... Uh, in the 13th chapter of Romans. We're nearing the end of Romans, so uh, come out and join with us on the Wednesday night. Looking ahead, uh, due to the holiday, there'll be no uh, fourth Sunday singing. And of course, on the 25th will be the uh, first of the uh, community uh, meals that the young people are preparing. And also, they'll be collecting uh, non-perishable foods for a food pantry so uh, let's uh, keep that in mind uh, vacation Bible school not too far away hope we're getting it lined up and of course annual conference is on the 11th through the 14th I got the uh, Kingsport District newsletter three or four days ago you know we've been talking about there's 12 districts in Holston Conference. They said there's going to cut down to six. Then they changed it to seven. Now they say they're going to have nine, meaning there'll be three districts eliminated. And nobody knows what three they are. We are having a meeting two weeks from today in Kingsport at 3 o'clock at Colonial Heights Methodist Church in which all the pastors and the lay leaders and the, those who are going to annual conference are having a pre-conference meeting and there'll be someone there from the conference to uh, discuss, explain what the new alignment will be. There's a possibility that we, the Kingsport District, could be combined with maybe Johnson City, uh, maybe Big Stone Gap, uh, maybe Marsh, I don't know, nobody knows. So we'll know, hopefully, uh, within two weeks. Although, one of my buddies who pastors down in Athens, uh, they're having their meeting today. So, uh, talked to David Gibbs day before yesterday, and he's hoping uh, that uh, Bruce will get back with us and let us know what they found out today. So maybe we'll know something tonight, I don't know. Anyway, we'll know something on the 21st. Uh, keep that date in mind. That that will be uh, in Kingsport at 3 o'clock. Anything else we need to bring up? Uh, as we go to the Lord prior this morning, uh, what about uh, Benton? Anybody have an update on him? Yeah, I saw yesterday she had where he had a rough had a rough day, but then after that they had where his grandpa was or somebody. He's having withdrawals from the medication. medication. Yeah. Do what? Okay. So let's remember, keep Benton and of course the family. What about the little baby? Who's who's looking after it? I'm sure her mom, her dad. That, okay. 
uh, what about Harrison? He talking more to his doctor about what he's facing. She helped me uh, talk to Harrison. Uh, okay, I know. Uh, last time I talked, he had to consult with the doctor to see what possibilities were there. Uh, I guess concerning what surgery, heart surgery, or whatever effect it would have on a pacemaker. So, so wait, let's remember Harrison and Irene uh, still keep. Uh, Francis in our prayers. I know she's uh, eager to get back with us. And, uh, uh, Kathy Smith, my cousin, used to come here. She's going to be having heart surgery sometime. Kathy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where, uh, Johnson City? or Johnson City. Okay. So. Or they, they said either Johnson City or they may have to send her to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, okay. So let's remember Kathy if she goes see this uh, procedure. I always need the church's prayers. Okay, remember Brenda and Don. <coughs> Those of you who know Wayman Harrell, his wife has been at Fort Sanders. She's home now, but she has to go on dialysis uh, for three days a week. So <coughs> let's remember her and uh, Jug. He's, uh, I said this morning, Dr. Les Hill, he was back in ICU. Uh, still facing, I guess, the possibility of having his uh, leg amputated. So let's remember Jug as he uh, still going through his problems with his uh, diabetic problems. Uh, remember Brandon Hope's mama, Diane Lucas. Diane she's Lucas. Okay. Others? Marguerite Green. Margaret. Marguerite Green. Marguerite Green, okay. <coughs> Any others? Remember uh, Wes Wright and Scott Walker, they both texted me this morning saying that they was in a lot of pain from surgery. Wes Wright and Scott Walker, so... Uh, surgical recovery, so let's remember that. <coughs> Who's that? Aaliyah. Aaliyah, okay, remember Aaliyah, she goes through uh, these tests and hope they turn out to the, what she's hoping to hear. Others? Well, let's remember the ones who are not with us today for having to uh, be working or whatever uh, job situation may uh, keep them from us. But uh, specialists remember the ones who are not here because uh, they just well, don't want to be here. I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, they have no desire to be here. So let's uh, continue to pray for them and do all we can to reach out to them and See if we can't bring them into a different relationship than what they uh, presently have. Anyone else? Uh, keep Chuck Massing in the prayers too. He lost his mom. Chuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's having a hard time with it. Massing Gill, okay. Others? 
Tim Murr's family. Tim Murr? Yeah. Okay. Of course, we want to remember Tobe are in the nursing home and all the others who are in the hospitals and nursing homes today. Uh, keep them in our prayers. Others? Any unspoken? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we enter your house today, bright, sunshiny day, which we're thankful for this beautiful Lord's Day you've given us. We thank you, Father, for every day because we know that you are a part of it with us. Whatever, whatever our day may call us to do, we know that you're there side by side with us and we're just thankful that we have you to come to. Whatever a need arises that we can't handle ourselves, but that we know someone who can and someone who has the answer for us. And so, Father, we just give you the praise and honor today for everything you do for each one of us and have done for us. As we lift up the names of these loved ones, members of our own family, members of this church family, our friends, our neighbors, those we work with, Father, we just lift them up today into your care knowing that you hear our prayers and that you answer according to your will. And we're just thankful, Father, that you have an open ear for us and a loving heart to respond in a way that would bring relief to each of these individual prayer needs. Bless this church and this congregation as we continue, Father, to do all we can in this community and the community that we live in to be the shining light that you tell us that we are and that we would reach out and uh, by the way we live our life, that it would be an influence to those that we come in contact with and our actions and words might bring someone to know you in a different light. Now go with us, Father, through this service today. Be with us tonight as we regather for uh, our church service at 7 and then Wednesday night as we gather for the Bible study be with the young people as they gather and continue their uh, work and their studies on their uh, meetings Father we just thank you so much for this church and what it means to each one of us and just continue to bless and lead us the way you would have us to go these things we ask in the name of your son Jesus Christ in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, as our ushers will come forward, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Our Father, again today, we receive this offering from your sons and daughters. He has done so much to help each one of us. Now may we, in return, through this offering, help someone in need today, that they would come to know that your son loves them, cares for them, also that love and concern is shared by this congregation also. So as we receive this offering in your son's name, Father, we do so thankful for all you have done for us. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today our scripture reading comes from the 8th chapter of Hebrews, uh, starting with verse 8 and going through 13. And again, I would ask those who are able to stand, if you would, to please stand for the reading of God's Word. Hebrews 8, verse 8 through 13. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he said, a new covenant he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. The word of God for the people of God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. I titled my <coughs> message, A New Covenant. And you know, all the time that we take communion, the first Sunday of each month, part of the uh, liturgy that is in the, uh, part of the taking of the Lord's Supper, he says, I give to you this a new covenant for the remission of your sins. So if he's given us a new covenant, 
then that must mean there's somewhere where has been an old covenant. And this is what has taken the old covenant's place. Uh, now, my title, A New Covenant, is simply what we're talking about today. The covenant that Christ has given to us through his death on the cross. And he tells us it's a new one. And it's for specifically the forgiveness or remission of our sins. Uh, in the book of Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, verse 31, and this is what we read also here in the Hebrews writing, it says that the, excuse me, it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. When did that day come? The day that Christ died on the cross. The day that his beaten, broken body and shed blood became our way, our way to accept, our way to discard the old way and to accept the new way. Remember, many times we've talked about uh, when we come to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, we often refer that the old man becomes the new man. Well, this is basically what uh, they're talking about here in this covenant. The old covenant that the people have been under or living by is now being uh, done away with and a new one is now coming into fruition or into being. Uh, I mentioned Jeremiah, of course, for years and centuries, he had been prophesying or predicting, as had uh, many other prophets back in those days, that there was coming a Messiah, a new way. Now, Jeremiah... He was known as the weeping prophet. Why was he weeping? What well, said the conditions or the people that he was living among at that time, their sinful behavior, their sinful ways were so great that it saddened him. He, he was saddened to be a part of the people that he was living among because they were so wicked. They were so far off of what they were supposed to be living for or advocating to the people that they were supposed to be leading. So he was crying, you might say. He was saddened by the behavior of his people. He told them, there's coming a new, there's coming a different way to honor, a different way to accept Jesus Christ. The old way uh, will be no more. And by talking in this manner, what he was saying is the old covenant is going to be obsolete. Meaning it's outdated. No, no longer needed. Now what was this old covenant. What was the old way that uh, he was talking about 
or that we're talking about that's going to be done away. You've heard of the Mosaic Law, haven't you? The Law of Moses, the Book of Moses, the Pentateuch, the first five chapters of the Old Testament. This was the this is the uh, ways or the uh, covenant that they were living under. Remember all of the different things that they could do and couldn't do? All of the rituals they went through, all of the purifications and the uh, cleansings that they had to do? That's out, that's out the door. That's no more. We're talking now about the new covenant that God instituted to us through his son on the cross. So, all of the things that they had had to live by, and, you know, back then, I guess the Sabbath, doing things on the Sabbath was the uh, great taboo. You didn't do it. I, I've mentioned several weeks ago in a Bible study before it was here or Pleasant Hill that there was, I think, 39 things that they couldn't do on Sunday. <coughs> Remember one of the things when Jesus and his disciples was walking down to the countryside and they got hungry and they came to this cornfield and went in and got a few grains of corn off of the stalks. They were accused of breaking the Sabbath because they considered just the fact that they went in and got a few grains of corn to eat, they considered that to be harvesting the crop. Harvesting being labor. I mean, things like this that you had to keep up with. 39 things you couldn't do. You're bound to slip up and do something wrong. So, how much more simple can this new covenant be that God has given us through his son? You know, I said Jeremiah, along with many other prophets, was prophesying for years. Well, it said that God's word come to us, his revelation come to us in many voices, many different ways. But, the final revelation, the final way that he has given to us is right here before you on this communion table. This table represents the broken, beaten body, the shed blood that was poured forth on that cross. This, this is our way now to come to know and to accept Jesus Christ. Yes, even with this new covenant, there are a few things that God has given us to go by, the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, uh, and it all comes down to love. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Love your Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So yes, there are a few things under this new covenant we are asked to do. But it's not as far-fetched as it was under this old covenant. 
in which we had to really be on our toes to know, can I do this? Or am I breaking the law if I do this? So really, God has given us a more simple, simplified way of coming to know his son. And that's what we're going to come today and giving our thanks for everything he has done for each one of us. Remember, in the writing there, where the writer of Hebrews says, I will put my laws into your minds and write them on your hearts. What's he telling us there? That if we know, if we know what God expects of us, if we're living the life that God desires for us to live, I don't care where you're at, what you're doing, what problems may confront you, you've got God's word with you wherever you go. Whatever you're involved in. You don't have to refer to a list of do's and don'ts. You already know it. It's, it's implanted in your heart, in your mind, because God says, I will put those words in your minds. Write them on your heart so that they will always be with you, no matter what. What better and what simpler way could we have than what God has given us today to go by and to abide by? Remember the old covenant, the old way was written on two tablets of stone. Moses came down off of the mountain carrying the stones with the commandments on it. Well, the covenant that God has given us is not written in stone, but it's written in blood, the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on that cross for you and for me and for all the sinners. He took, he took all sins. He took yours. He took mine. Any sinner, God bore that to the cross through his son, Jesus Christ. What greater love could anyone show than to give up their son? And that's exactly what God did because he loves you, he cares for you, he wants you to prosper, he wants you to be with him eternally and that's why he has made it so simple, so easy for you to abide by what he desires for you. Now, <coughs> we know the old covenant was written in stone, but God conquered those by giving us his son in human form. To come down from heaven and to take the form of human life. To suffer through the same troubles and trials that you and I go through. So that we know that he is 
cognizant of just the troubles that we have, the, t- the thing, the problems that we can confront because he went through the very same things. And that's why he is offering to us his son today as our means to come to know him and to accept him in a new way. Obedience to God is not out of a fear of punishment, but obedience is from the love of God through the love of His Son, Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm not going to tell you that there's no punishment for disobedience. We know what that is. Rejection by God on the day of judgment. But we shouldn't be we shouldn't be fearful. We shouldn't have anything to fear. If we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we don't have any fears. Yes, we have troubles. We're going to have some problems. But they can be easily overcome. God can bring us out of anything that we may be in. If it's His will, we have to accept His will. Now, I'm not telling you that accepting Jesus Christ, everything's going to be hunky-dory and your life's going to be a bowl of cherries. You know better than that. You know it's not going to happen. But you will know that you have someone, you have an advocate to come to, to help you through whatever, whatever this world, old world may throw at you can be overcome. Through Jesus Christ. And so today as we come to remember all the things that Christ has done for us. We come thankful. And you know, as we prepare to take communion, the night that Jesus met with his disciples there in the upper room. And this is one thing that often goes lost or not mentioned. You know the first thing he did? He washed the feet of his disciples. Now, I told Mark class of hell, even when we have a conference meeting with the bishop or the district superintendent, and that's, we always have communion. But we do what we call page 12. In, in, in the church hymnal, there's a ritual that they go through. They read it word for word, and we respond to certain parts of it. Uh, but they never mention this fact that Christ washed the feet of his disciples. Why? To show us. But that's how we are to respond to our fellow man. We are to be a servant. But he didn't come to be served. He came to serve mankind. You know, sometimes we refer to him as the suffering servant. But the very first thing he did was to humble himself and to tell us, this is how you should, this is how you should treat your fellow man. And so he used himself as an example. Then later, when he 
sat down. He took the bread. Bible says he broke it. Some may say he break. Anyway, he took the bread and tore it in two. He blessed it. He gave thanks to it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And he said, as often as you take or as often as you eat, I ask one thing. Just remember what I have done for you. And he's done many. But the most important thing is remember that I died in your place. I took your place on that cross and I died for your sins. Then when the meal was over, it says he took the cup and again, as he blessed it and given thanks, again, he reminds him, this is my blood which was, which was shed for you. And today or tonight, back then, I give to you as a new covenant. New covenant, her death. It's for the remission of your sins. And as often as you drink for this cup, again, remember what I have done for you. I died for you. Your sins have been the very first drop of blood shed on that cross. Wipe your heart completely clean of all your sins. Quite as snow it says. So this is what we're coming to remember today. It's what Christ has done for you. To give thanks to him. To honor him and to serve him. Because he has served us in a way that no man could only Jesus Christ could do for us what he has done. So we invite you to come and to be a part of this remembrance, to be a part of this body and blood to share. Two thousand, almost 2,000 years ago today. Just as effective today as it was then, just as effective 20 years from now, a thousand years from now, that when Jesus Christ comes back, this is our way for salvation. Love Jesus Christ shed for you. Love of Jesus Christ shed for you. The blood 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 of Jesus Christ shed for you.
bring someone into a better relationship with you and your son. So, Father, however you can use us and wherever you need us to go, we just offer ourselves up today to serve you in whatever way you may have a need for, for us. We thank you for hearing our prayers of our loved ones who are sick and in need today. Thank you for this church and this congregation. Be with us tonight as we can be together for our church service and we tonight for our Bible study. Be with the young people as they continue to be more and more involved in the actions and workings of this church. Now go with us, Father, to our respective homes. Lead, guide, and direct us in the way you would have us today. All these things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.